Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome again to Casual Nonsense. I'm your host, Mark. So here on the show, on Casual Nonsense, we pretty much talk about anything we want. So if you listen to the show, you know we have a wide variety of topics and subjects and different people. Uh, I love having interesting people on the show who have a great story and can hold a good conversation. So if you're one of these people, or maybe you know someone who is, I'd love to meet you or them. So don't be shy. Uh, start the conversation. Let me know. Let's uh, let's make the introduction and and let's see if we can make some magic happen. And as always, you'd be doing me a great service if you shared this episode with at least one person today. You can really do it right now. It takes about 12 seconds. Just hit that share button, text it over to somebody, let them know to take a listen to the show. Uh, it'd be great. All right. Today's guest comes at a really good time, at least for me personally. I'm working on trying to eat better and just form some better healthy habits. So in walks Kat Warner, a certified nutrition coach. She's an author. She's a coach. She's a mentor. And she doesn't just talk the talk. She walks the walk in her daily life. So take a listen to the episode. I think you'll like some of the things that she has to say. And when you're when it's over, be sure to check out the show notes after. Uh, you can find out how to get in contact with Kat, how to join her Facebook support group. And she also has a book on Amazon, which is free with Kindle Unlimited and only a few bucks on paperback. But all right, let's get right into it. All right, here we are. We got Casual Nonsense. I'm your host, Mark, of course. With me today is Kat Warner. Kat, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? Uh, things are good. Things are good. Is it is Kat short for like, are you a Catherine? I am a Catherine. Is that? Yes. Okay. I like Kat better, so Thanks. stick with me that. Me too. No one calls me Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Maybe maybe you're like a parent or something or when you're in trouble. Yeah. Well, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get the full name treatment. It's the when full you're, name. Yep. Uh, let's see. You are... And correct me if I get this wrong. Mm-hmm. You are a uh, cer- like a certified nutrition coach. Is there a better way to say that? What's that's right? Yep, I am a certified nutrition coach, um, and I'm working on my certification for sleep, stress management, and recovery. Um, I'm also a mom of four and married for almost 19 years, which is really making me feel super old when I say that. Um, <laughs> but I was young when I got married. So, and I, I just opened my um, practice about two years ago, just working on, you know, building my skill set and really reaching the community of specifically moms, moms that are in their thirties and forties and up that just feel like they've lost themselves in their responsibilities and roles and kind of are just sitting, you know, in all of it with a lack of identity a lot of times and mostly frustrated with their bodies, just how they're feeling inside and out. And so my real mission and passion is to um, empower and come alongside those women and give them the skills they need to get back where they are feeling in control and also getting to where they feel like they can, you know, recognize themselves again, or at least um, in this new phase of life, like redefine themselves. See, I I would say that goes further than just the moms of the world, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's for, I think everybody, right? Definitely. Uh, I have a friend of mine actually who, uh, he does something similar. He's a personal trainer and he has something called uh, the Fit Dad Nation. So nice. same demographic, right? The 30 and 40 year old dads that have the, uh, you know, the dad bods, mm-hmm. you know, he, he does some similar things. Um, so having you on here was good. Like we, we talked a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, about the show. So basically we're going to be what I'm doing in October, I did back in July, and this was motivated by my friend Steve, who I was just talking about. I'm in the middle of a like a workout challenge right now where I'm trying to get other people to join in, and, and everybody's journey is going to be different, but 
it's it's picking something to you know maybe like some sort of diet or whatnot. So like, hey, what what's a healthier choice you can make mm-hmm. for the next thirty days? Yes, right. So cut out something like for me. I love me some nachos, you know, I mean, I just, I don't turn them down when I can. So I'm going to cut out some chips. I'm going to cut out, you know, some other things out of the diet, but it also adds, I'm going to add some, some workout routines. It's drinking more water. It's doing things. And that's some of the stuff I want to talk to you about because I'm wondering what I can do to be better and anyone else listening can be better. So maybe you can offer some tips there. Uh, And not just like, like, Hey, eat this, not that. It's also like, I want to talk a little bit about what kind of mindsets should we be in for these situations? Because, I find and when you when someone decides to go on a diet, for example, it's not just, hey, go on a diet for a month or whatever and then go back to your habits. Like you have to change your lifestyle, yes. right? You want to change your your habits yes. in general. So I got a chance, I was I was reading through your your book and I can't say that I read it word for word. I was kind of skimming down some things. And I love the approach that you have because it talks a lot about like habit forming and setting plans and things like that. And maybe let's maybe let's start with that. Let's say like what if you're starting out, so someone's starting out, like what's one of the first things that they should be like thinking about? Like what's the approach if someone who's maybe never worked out or never dieted or never gone down a healthy lifestyle? Yeah. Like what's what's the first step for somebody? Would what would you say? That's a great question. Such a good question. Well, you you actually hit on two really important things, so I'll highlight those. Um, the first one was you know thinking about working on a continuum. So you said so, you said how can I make this choice a little bit better? And that's exactly how I encourage clients to think is how I encourage, that's how I think myself and even my children. It's important to, we're in a very diet saturated culture and a lot of us are very much because of that, like all or nothing mindset based. So we tend to be like, you know, we're going to go hard or go home and like you have to do all the things at once and do them all perfectly. And a lot of diet plans will give you a lot of structure and that's great. They'll tell you what to eat and how much and how to work out and all the things you need to do. But what they don't give you is number one, a a slow and steady approach. So that's the first problem. And number two, they don't give you um, any, there's no type of like coordination with what's already happening in your life. So the problem happens when we try to put a plan on our, our lives and just be like, this is what we're going to do. Cause I saw that guy do it and it's working for him. Like flip a switch, right? Yeah. It's we're not just going to do the to... thing and like go all or nothing. And so the problem is you're usually not set up for success in that because you're number one, you're still in the same environment you were in before. So if you haven't adjusted your environment being your, like, let's just say for nutrition's sake, your kitchen, like what's in your pantry or, you know, you don't have uh, any routine to support exercise because you're, time frame is all messed up. You need time management and different things. You're not going to sustain that long term because there's too many things going on at once. So number one, thinking on a continuum is essential to not having, it's kind of breaks that all or um, nothing mindset down. And I use this with my healthy habits coaching group. It's a free Facebook group I can talk about later, but having that approach of just training your brain. How can I make this choice a little bit better? Like in terms of food, there's always like a little bit of a healthier option we can choose. And it's those little tiny slight details that add up over time to make a huge, huge change. So it's like, think about it like, you know, atomic habits, like uh, James Clear, his book, his talks about, you know, you, if you're in an airplane and you're heading in a direction and your pilot alters that by, you know, even just two degrees, 
to the north or whatever, you're going to end up in four, five, six hours in a completely different location by such a slight degree of a change just because of the time that passes and the, and the difference it makes. So those little things might not feel like enough for some of us in the beginning to say like, oh, well, I just chose like a low fat version or a, you know, lower sugar version, or I, I just upped my fiber a little bit, but like what, that's not enough. You know, that doesn't feel like anything, but over time it makes a huge difference. So that's a big part of it. When you're getting started, don't underestimate those little things. Number two, I liked what you said about, um, you were first talking about, you know, taking things out, like, okay, you love these things. Like, I, we all have things that we're just like, oh man, that's my thing. Like, Vices, yeah, not, can't live without. Put brownies in front of me, people. Like it's the end. So, <laughs> you know, but so there are. Th- it's Hostess cupcakes for me. You get those Hostess cupcakes. Those things. Got a thing. Oh, forget it's it. Totally cool. Yep. So I am really a, a like big promoter of enjoy your life, right? Like this is like nutrition is fun because there's so much good stuff in the in the world at all the possibilities that you can make your food so delicious but the more nutritious it nutritious it is actually the more flavor it has and so i don't really believe in like cutting things out like there's no food that's off limits there's no good or bad it's it's more of like what works for your body and if you like something also continuing you know thinking on that continuum of like could you make this a little healthier like i have a great avocado recipe for brownies that's like you would never know but also like crowding out so i really like to use this for people who are just starting out with their diets trying to figure out how they can make it better looking at whole foods it's important to like obviously we all need we know about a balanced diet like you know fruits and vegetables whole grains um fiber good quality uh, you protein. get that triangle chart yeah from, all of the things you know, from um, elementary school yeah and it's good to to try to have a balance in your diet but instead of again trying to like go ahead and wipe out everything and do like a total pantry clean out you can start by adding in things that are healthy for you so let's say you have a sweet tooth for instance then stock your your fridge with fresh berries or you know melon or apples or whatever bananas or tropical fruit that you like and when you have that sweet tooth go to that first that's what I always tell my clients try that first and then give yourself a minute and see how that goes for you because a lot of times we find that the body you'll it's kind of crazy like you'll recognize right away if that pear or that whatever doesn't sound appealing that could mean two things number one it you're not actually hungry. You're having a craving, which starts in your brain, and it's not okay. phys- it's not physical. It's, it's psychological. So if you're like, I don't want any of that fruit. I just want Hagen Dazs. Then, then you're like, okay, all right. So take a step back and let's observe what's going on there. If you do want it, then go ahead and eat it. And what happens is your body will find a lot of satisfaction out of that first. And then I always tell my clients, and if after five, 10 minutes, you're still wanting that thing, then go ahead and have it. But by all means, you know, but you've already added in something better for yourself and you're teaching your body to prioritize that. It's like those little tweaks, you know? I like how you mentioned uh, the Atomic Habit books. I, uh, I've read most of that book. Uh, I should say read. I, I had an audio book on when I like go for walks or run sometimes. So your exact example I remember hearing and I was like, I was kind of blown away by it a little bit because it's such a simple concept. 
and like those making small habits. I'm actually reading a different book right now, and I don't have it in front of me, but it's called uh, Good Habits, Bad Habits. I've read that one. And too. it's very that is a good one. Have you read? Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. So I'm on like chapter two or three. I'm just starting out with it, but but I love the concept of it because you know I picture it like you're. I forget where I heard this before, but you're you're at the bottom of this mountain and you're looking up and saying, "Oh, that's my goal is up top there," mm. but you can't look past that. You have like, what's the step in front of you? Like, yeah. you have to climb up there, and it's these little pieces, and that's something that it just takes. Like, it's not easy, you know. It actually it sucks because you're haven't worked out or you haven't eaten anything healthy or whatever. Like, like how do you make those changes? Because kind of like what you were saying, people jump into these diets and they want to like throw that switch. And say, okay, I'm cutting out all carbs. Like mm-hmm. from now on, no more carbs. I'm going to lose 10 pounds in a week. You know, like you're not. Like you're, yeah. you're not going to sustain that uh, because you know you didn't gain all the weight, for example, in in a week or a month. So you're not going to lose it all in the same time frame. Right. I I like the idea of adding that in because you know I I like I like me some chocolate. Mm-hmm. Right. I started going uh, earlier in the podcast. I interviewed this guy from uh, he was like the owner of Red Chocolate. And I never had red chocolate before, so he sent me some, and I know they sell it at a local BJ's around here. So now I have these little dark chocolate, red chocolate bars that are they're gluten free. They're I can't say that they're healthy, but I think it's better than like a Snickers bar yeah, or something sure. like that. And they're delicious. So anyone red chocolate? I go mean, get yeah, it. totally. <laughs> so, I am in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's one of those choices where, like you said, like you make those small choices. And then you kind of like, I think they'll snowball on each other is the way that I, that I think is if you, if you stick with it, but yes, a lot of it is, it's also a discipline. Like, how do you, yes you got to look nachos in the face and say, I can't, ha- I can't eat the whole plate today. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, a lot of this, so it comes back to two things. Like number one, why are you doing this in the first place? Like, this is one of the first chapters in my book. I, I want to address this because people do these things There's a whole host of reasons why we try to change our bodies. It can be from, like, a scare at the doctor. It can be from, you know, new symptoms that we didn't have before that were like, hey, like, my body's trying to get my attention. Something's not where it should be. It could be just feeling sluggish all the time or foggy-brained, noticing that you're, like, really dependent on caffeine or some stimulants or something like that. It could be just, you know, you saw someone else do it and you're like, oh, my gosh, that is possible for me. And it doesn't always have to be like weight loss. We're using that as, you know, kind of like your, your, that's one very common example, but I do want to stress that it could also be like lowering your cholesterol or getting your blood sugar back in in, um, balance or sleeping better or managing stress without losing your shit. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of reasons why our health needs our attention. And I, I think that it's very important for each individual before they get started on any journey, really establishing their why. What is it that is driving them? And if it's if it seems like a surfacey answer, I like to take my clients through like a series of whys, if you will. So for instance, if I if I say, okay, well, why is it important for me? I'll just speak it as an example. Why is it important for me to um, maintain a healthy weight? Okay, well, because I I feel my best at my healthy weight. Okay, well, why? Why? Because I... I feel like I am confident and energetic and I can do my job well. Okay, well, why does that matter to you? Because I want to represent what I do as a good example. Like, I'm a, I'm a health coach. I want to be an example of that to my clients. Okay, why? Because I want to be a person who does what she says she's going to do. 
And you see I'm getting deeper and deeper. Okay, why? Because I'm I want to have integrity and I want people to think of me as someone who's honorable or whatever. You know what I mean? Like so you take yeah. that why and you get deeper and deeper and deeper. Peel those layers down. And that's when you get to the nitty-gritty. It's like the bottom line is I don't want to just like look good. I want to feel like my life has integrity throughout and that I am like I am a person who is trustworthy, who says what I, I who does what I say I'm going to do. And that is the driving force for me. So people need to really get deep to the why if it's like, I just want to feel better in my jeans. Okay, that's great, but I'm sure there's more to it. So let's give deeper and keep asking until you get to like the base layer. I, I also wanted to say, you know, with diets, diets are, I've done a ton of them. I have gained 40 pounds with each of my four pregnancies and I've lost it all, but I've also like, taken two years to do that each time while nursing and caring for, you know, consequently more children every time. (laughs) Um, So it's, it's tricky. And I think the thing about diets that um, needs to be said is that, you know, think about it like this. A diet is something that you take, it's external and you're placing it on your life. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that diets don't work or that they're not um, important. They do have their place, especially um, in, certain situations like medically where you need to do something immediately to get you started. However, living a healthy lifestyle really starts with observation. So you need to be willing to to actually sit back and look at yourself objectively. Objectively is so important because a lot of times I'll just say I'm like a recovering perfectionist over here. So I know how easy it is to be very critical of of your, you know, setbacks or your challenges or be like, "Well, I'm not doing it perfectly, so therefore I'm failing. Um, but yeah. really, there is no failure. There's only feedback. So when you're able to view your your habits, your behaviors, your mental thought processes as feedback to view, okay, how can this, What? It, why is this happening right now? Why am I choosing these things? Why do these habits exist in my life? All habits exist to solve a problem. And that's good or bad. Good or I mean, bad. Good habits and bad. Just like, you know, if you, it's, it's, it's a way of protecting ourselves or making things easier for ourselves or, or whatever. So looking at a habit as this is my, this is the solution I've come up with so far, right? Whether it's actually helping you or not, the intent is to be helpful. So if you can look at objectively like, oh, I see that every time my house gets really messy and my kids start fighting and there's someone who needs me to help them with homework and my husband's gone because he's on shift tonight, I end up reaching for the dark chocolate in the cabinet. Huh. (laughs) Stress trigger. True story. So I'm like, okay, I got it. I literally got into this habit where I'm like, I'm doing this every night and I can't sustain this. Like this is something that's adding on to, it's not making me better. Um, it's actually making it worse. But I see what's happening is my brain recognizes, hey, remember that dark chocolate that gave you like that little endorphin happy feeling and kind of reduced your stress temporarily? That is in the corner of the cabinet. You should go get some. And my brain has logged that as this is helpful in the moment. Obviously, long term, it's it can be not so helpful when you're like eating it all the time as a way to cope with stress and you're gaining weight and whatever else. But I think a lot of people probably do that with alcohol too. Exactly. And that's caffeine. A, that's a different, that's a different, yeah, yeah <laughs> different no. podcast though, right? Well, yeah. you know what? It is and it isn't because honestly, it's all just a coping mechanism and it's 
what we're doing as a way to protect ourselves. Our brains and our bodies are so interconnected, we underestimate how much of our decisions are kind of almost like knee-jerk reactions. It's our brain remembering, though. Like, we just have that connection. So it's important to, to be able, it actually takes some bravery to, like, sit back and be like, okay, I'm going to look at my my habits objectively today. And I'm going to just, like, pretend I was a friend, like, looking at another friend and saying, like, okay, this is what's happening. Let's look into that and let's ask about it. Get curious. Like, instead of critical. I mean, stress is definitely a trigger. Yes. Because, um, I mean, the other solution is to, like, just get rid of the kids. But I don't think that's really an option <laughs> that most people are going to take. No one's right? taking them yet. I mean, that so. solves, all those pro- it solves all those problems, really. But uh, for as long as they're around... You know, and I know what you mean. I have uh, I have four myself, and uh, so it's you know they're older than than where yours are at this stage, but uh, but they still make just as much of a mess, and mm. has, it's a different level of stress that 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 they bring in, but it never really goes away. So it's how do you adjust with that? Yeah. So, um, but I, I like what you said too about some diet plans. Like diet plans can work. Like you you gotta kind of figure out I think what works best for you. Mm. And when you were talking about don't give up the food you love, you know just the circle back to my my buddy Steve that was talking about this too. He always told me, he's like, you know, plan the 80-20 rule. You know what I mean? And his example is like, listen, it's okay to love Pop-Tarts, but you don't have to have Pop-Tarts every day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to give them up for the rest of your life. I mean, who doesn't love a strawberry frosted Pop-Tart? I mean, let's be real. But... (laughs) But you don't have to eat them every day for breakfast. Right. You know what I mean? You got to pick and choose your, your battles, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. So when you get started on this, so, well, let me ask you this then. So when you, like, so we're talking a lot about the food, which I think is a is a huge piece because it's, it's for me anyway, it's the, it's the hardest part of food. So when you coach people, do you, get, like, you're not a, a physical trainer, but you, like, recommend certain things? Like, hey, do some yoga? Because you mentioned, mm-hmm. hey, like, if your lifestyle doesn't have, do you have that? 10 minutes or an hour or whatever it is mm-hmm. to carve out. Cause a lot of people, maybe they don't have a, a cheap gym nearby or they don't have a spot in their house where they could work out or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, when people kick back, I can only imagine people come to you and they're full of excuses as to why they haven't been healthy, which is why they're coming to you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to, right. to cook food right. and meal prep and all this stuff. So what's your response when, like when people have those things, like what's your reaction? So it's a great it's a great question. It also kind of goes back to that continuum again, breaking down that all or nothing thinking of I have to have a gym membership to be fit, or I have to have an hour to, or thirty minutes solid to designate to working out. I would speak for myself, like I so I lived for seven years in Mozambique, which is a very rural country, like developing country in South uh, Southern Africa. So much to that. But I basically, I'm like the only white girl there. No one speaks English. Like, I still like to run, but I don't know. Like, it was it was a very interesting dynamic. I had to get extremely creative with how I stayed fit because not only was it weird to just go jog, um, but also I was a girl, like a woman. So that's another thing. Plus, I'm white, so I'm like, um, stand out much? Yeah. There's just, like, a lot of things that made it feel like what I used to love and do it for stress release and to keep myself fit became actually more stressful. Um, so I was like, this isn't, I could do it once in a while, but I had to learn how to keep fit within my house with the very limited equipment, which was like literally hand weights, a yoga mat. And, you know, I would say, and I had kids and no help. So I would just say like, there's never a circumstance where you can't find a way to make it work. Um, don't underestimate the power of your own body weight as well. There's so many free apps. I never pay for apps. I have great workout apps, YouTube videos. Like, there's endless resources that people can I was going to say, yeah, Google it and you'll yeah, find. Yeah, like, seriously. Yeah. Like, FitOn is excellent. Um, 
They have all varieties of workouts from stretching and meditation to yoga to um, walking to cardio hit, like strength, everything you can imagine with or without weights. You can do it from anywhere from like seven minutes to like an hour. So there's really no reason that you can't do it on your own, especially if you're feeling like self-conscious getting started and you don't want to be in a public space. I get that too. Like you just want to be in the comfort of your own house and like not have to worry about people looking at you. Um, which, by the way, I just overcame that, like, gym phobia, like, a few years ago. Nobody actually looks at anyone. Like, everyone's in their zone. <laughs> I'm like, oh, right. We're all just wearing headphones doing our thing. But you could still buy, like, cute gym outfits and work out at home. Yes, you, you can know? totally do that. <laughs> if it makes you feel great, do it. But also, like, the concept of, you know, you don't have to do, you know, we hear, like, okay, 30 minutes of cardio a day, five days a week or whatever. You don't have to do your whatever workout in one solid block. If you can do five minutes of abs because you have five minutes and then, you know, maybe later on you can do 15 minute walk outside during your lunch break. And then like later on you can do like another 10 minutes of, you know, pushups and whatever. Like you don't have to think of it as, oh man, I missed that window in my day. I guess I'm not doing a workout today or, oh, you know, my kids are home. So I guess I can't get them involved. Like my kids literally they're around me all the whole time when I'm working out at home. Right. You can't escape them. (laughs) And you know, what's fun though. is like my littlest one, she'll get her little mini kettlebell thing and like, she'll get in there with me and they love it. Like, so I just think that discouraging that all or nothing thinking is the first step to making us making a change. You don't have to do anything crazy. Just get started. Yeah. You meant when you mentioned earlier about, yeah, just like when you were like setting a good example, like for yourself or whatnot. And when you were asking about the why oh, yeah. you said, Hey, yeah. this is this is the dig the deeper. Why? Well, the other piece is you have kids watching you, I do. you know? Um, and it's one thing, you know, kids do what they see, not always what they're told as, as I'm sure you're aware of. Yeah. So when they see you being healthy and doing different things, you know, they just, they learn that. And I think that's, kids are a product of their parents in, in, in most, most scenarios. And we do that too. Like my wife and I will, you know, be as healthy as we can. I mean, mm-hmm. it, like I said, we, we do it in phases, but, but the kids recognize that. Especially like I have three girls and a boy. And let me tell you, like boys need to see it just as much as girls, but I really want my girls to grow up. I had a lot of self-image issues growing up and I wasn't really like ever told, just take care of yourself. Like just feel good in your body. Just do the movements that feel good for you. Like I think that for my girls and my son, I want to emphasize balance. I I really have learned a lot as I've been raising them, like in, yes, we're going to be an active family and like, this is part of my daily life and this is part of your life. And we can, you know, I go rollerblading with my kids and we do, my husband does like pull-ups with my son outside and all this, but like also I'll buy like really good quality dark chocolate and like, I'll make, I'll make like good desserts for us. So like we can enjoy that those treats together and they can get a flavor for quality ingredients. Like I will make like a healthier version of whatever and they can taste the difference. Like sometimes I bring home store-bought stuff and they're like, Oh, this is so sweet because their bodies (laughs) have like acclimated, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's good because it doesn't mean like, Oh, we're going to be healthy. So we don't do this or we don't eat this. Like I still have that stuff in my house, but my husband and I model balance. And I think that's, And we're very open about it too. Like I want to be able to have a little of that stuff and not feel like anything's off limits. That's like, for me, that's a really important dynamic to have and to teach clients. Like there's no good or bad food. It's really just about what feels good in your body and fueling yourself. That again, goes back to that like awareness and observation. So what I struggle with for me and I, and some people that I've talked to, 
it's it's really food prepping because what happens is if you wait until you're hungry, yeah. you eat whatever whatever's around. Right. You know, and I think that's something that for me myself that I struggle with is I'll come home from work and you know, if the if the wife's working like she's on a night shift or, or whatever the case is, we didn't have anything planned for dinner, it's kind of like, Oh, we just gonna have some cereal mm-hmm. or like I'm just gonna whip up some of these, you know, frozen whatever into the air fryer or something you know, which is all delicious mm-hmm. and I have no problem with that. But it's not it's not the, the choice I would prefer. It's like I'd rather say, Hey, let's try to try to get a balanced meal when we can right. but we don't do it consistently consistently enough. Um, and that goes almost double for lunchtime. Like if I don't mm-hmm. prep things for lunchtime, so I go into an office and we have a cafeteria that, you know, they, they have, uh, and I'll air quotes, healthy options, you know, which you can choose from. But when it's like, oh, you got a smash burger with fries, like, yeah, that, that sounds delicious, you know, yeah. but you can't have that every day. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not, <laughs> that's not sustainable. Right. Yeah. So it's trying to make those choices. So I try to bring lunch in when I can and I like, I try to prep it, mm-hmm. but then you have those days where maybe the weekend comes and you don't get to that. Totally. So that's kind of a struggle for me too. Yeah. So that's real life, dude. I hear you. I, I have, um, I mean, even us, because my husband works, he's a firefighter, so he's gone like every third day. Um, and on those days, like, I'm like, I try to take a day off sometimes. I'm like, I don't want to cook tonight. So I do have like those, I do have stuff like that in the freezer and it's like air fryer stuff. That's like maybe a healthier version, like more cleaner or whatever. But yeah, again, it's like meal prep and meal planning is absolutely a lifesaver, which is so ironic that you're saying this. Cause my, this coming week I'm launching my, um, meal planning and prep challenge for our healthy habits group. So, oh, good. There's two things I thought of when you said, um, you know, if you wait too long and you don't have anything prepared, then you're victim to like whatever's around you. Like it's really, it's really hard to just be like, I'm going to have self-control right now. I'm starving and I'm going to look at that burger and say no or whatever. And burgers are great. So I'm not saying don't eat a burger. (laughs) I love burgers. It's also good to pay attention to your body and make sure that you have enough protein at each meal because that will keep you from like becoming ravenous. So some like helpful tips in between the the bigger meals, if you can have some form of protein that you can go to that maybe not be a full like meal, maybe it's a a protein shake or a bar, which are good, but also you could have like nuts or um, like trail mix type thing. You could have yogurt, Greek yogurt's really good, cottage cheese for those who can do dairy, you know, just things that are like small that will kind of curb that until you're ready for your meal. But yeah, I try to meal plan every Sunday. They don't have to be so complex. I think that's like the biggest thing is like keep them simple. Keep them as yeah. close to the whole foods as you can. Like throw potatoes in the oven, have a baked potato with your protein, whatever it's lean meat or... How many days out do you prep for? Like if it's Sunday, do you prep five days like every... Um. So for me, I have... I don't really like plan out breakfasts or anything because breakfast is kind of just... I already... I always do the same thing every morning. And so does my husband. Some sort of shake product, I imagine, right? <laughs> I actually, well, it depends. It's, it's one of two things. I, for myself, I'll speak for myself. I usually have in my mind about um, two to three meals for breakfast or lunch that I rotate. So, like, I just yeah. know those meals work for me. Um, I can't do a lot of gluten or dairy. I have, like, almond milk shakes, like, protein shakes with, like, toast and avo. Or I'll have, like, eggs with avo and toast kind of a thing with veggies. I kind of rotate that. And then for lunch, I'll do like, you know, a tuna salad with like maybe a sweet potato or whatever. And I, I just rotate the same things I know work for me. 
when it comes to dinners, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm banging my head up against the wall sometimes because I have, I've got a 14-year-old who has braces and a 9-year-old who has two expanders, top and bottom, and braces, and currently has like a stomach ulcer. So there's a challenge for you. And then I have a 6-year-old who just apparently hates everything right now, and then my 11-year-old who I love. <laughs> but well, we know who the favorite is in that like, Yeah, it's like, there you go. <laughs> but it's like between all of them, I can't win. Like, I can make a very well-balanced meal that I thought everyone liked last week, but it's going to be, like, a hurdle every day. So I do the best I can, yep. and I try to always present something that I know each person will like, like some part of the meal. But, yeah, I mean, I it's more like I just make sure I have what I need in my kitchen I try to do like a dump when I get home from my grocery store. I'll dump all my veggies and fruit in a big sink full of vinegar. Wash, prep, cut everything if I can. I make my kids do it for me. It's just like I've got the meat on hand and I've got either potatoes, rice, some kind of grain, and that's it. I keep it really simple. I don't like do capsules. You say you you dump the veggies with vinegar? Yeah, I just like throw everything in a vegetable uh, vinegar bath and then I scrub everything down and then I like cut and store it for the week. It just helps. Not not like stuff like potatoes I'll do like right before because they get weird if you do that. But what's the vinegar do? I never heard that. It just it's a, it's just like a natural cleaner. It just kind of like breaks down any okay. like pesticides and stuff that are on the surface of the fruits and veggies. Um, Rather than just rinse, rinsing it out of the sink and say, oh, looks good. Yeah, like, I, just, I literally <laughs> let them like a... marinate in there for a while. Like I'll leave them for like 30 minutes and then I'll scrub everything. And that doesn't have a... Like a lingering vinegar taste. No, or actually, to it. and it's it actually preserves them a little bit too, like berries and stuff. Like, okay, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's cheaper too. Interesting. Than, I never heard that. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned the Healthy Habits Facebook group. Like, let's talk about that. What's what's that about? It's just a free group I started. Um, I actually I had an experience with someone where basically it launched me into this group where I just wanted to offer a support system. For anyone who wants to learn how to build a habit into their life, because there's so much, like, again, that's really the crux of all my work. It's like, we have to look at their at their habits, look at their lifestyle, what are they currently yeah. doing, and how can we make that a little bit better? And so the habit group was formed as a way to tackle, like, one thing at a time, kind of get their feet wet, because no habit is really completely formed and, you know, solidified in a week, but we do one per week to get people kind of like just get their feet wet and then they can take it and run with it. The first one we did was adding fruits into our diets. Again, it's like the crowding out rule. I think we did a week where we did mindful eating, um, which I'm actually going to launch an e-course on that's a lot more in depth. Um, This week we're going to do meal prep. We did one where it was adding activity into our, our day. And so it's just kind of like I'll check in every day. I have live calls three times a week. Um, I have a, like a kickoff call where I kind of like explain the meat of what we're going to be doing. Practically speaking, how do we, how does this like manifest in your life? And then we have like a midweek troubleshooting call for any challenges that come up. And then we have like a wrap up week where we talk about our wins. In the meantime, you know, people jump in and they say like how things are going for them. And I drop quotes or resources. So it's just like a, a nice place where people can feel like, hey, like I can do this. I've got other people who are doing it and it doesn't cost you anything. It's just like a added support. I like it. It's like, so you get like-minded individuals that are. Yeah. One of the factors in, in, in all of this, especially if you're trying to make a change, is like how do you hold yourself accountable or how do you have someone else hold you accountable? And a group like that sounds like it would almost check that box. Yeah. To say, hey, if I go in here and, you know, Kat's telling me I got to add 
an apple a day or whatever the the fruit is like because you're gonna go back on this list and be like hey mark did you get your apple in every day mm-hmm. like uh four days you know yeah and then you have something to build off of and, and go from there totally. and i think in some cases i think that's very helpful you know if you don't have a we'll say a support system around you it's it's very difficult if you're if you're maybe a single person living alone yeah trying to like stay healthy and work out like you don't have a you don't have that checks and balances almost, yeah. you know what I mean? So having something like this sounds like that would be super helpful. So uh, if I don't already have it already, send me that link and I'll make sure I put it into the yes. into the show description and anyone can check that out and, and see. Because it sounds like you have a lot of different variations of different different stages where people might be at, you know what I mean? And yes. I think if someone's past the fruit stage, maybe they can offer some encouragement for those just starting on the fruit stage and mm-hmm. you know like what did you go through like oh i'm yeah, so 100%. i don't know i think that's awesome yeah and i think that that's really what it is you know i felt um in mozambique when we lived there i i did feel really isolated and i think i've kind of just become um accustomed to just like having to do it all myself like obviously my husband he's active and he's healthy so that helps but in terms of like having the support, it is really a crucial element in our overall health. Like we need support, yeah. we need camaraderie, we need to know like people are doing it with us and people are checking in on us because it, it just makes you work that much harder. It's And it makes it more fun. Like honestly, it's, it is more fun. Like it's, community is crucial. So I feel like that's something that I've seen in my life over time that has been really lacking. And so I'm trying to build that. I'm trying to solve that problem for others because I know that feeling of like, God, like I'm all alone in this or does anyone even notice or like, you know what I mean? Like, is anyone around? Like, and it's, it's just helpful to know like other people care. Like, I know this is, this is kind of random, but I remember during the pandemic in just like the chaos of feeling super isolated and lonely, I went to the beach to go for like a jog on the road um, where everyone was. And I couldn't tell you my, my spirits were so lifted just seeing like a t- like hundreds of walkers and runners. I was like, oh, people, like people are so like, they're, t- <laughs> they're taking care of their bodies. And so am I, yeah. we're all doing it together, nice. even though we all feel super isolated right now. <laughs> and it just makes a difference in your morale. Like it just boosts your spirit. So I think it's it's important that, you know, and this group... It snowballs. Yeah, it does. And, and, like, you never know what kind of relationships you're going to form. So I just want that group to be a safe place for anyone starting out anywhere, literally. I have a couple of uh, one-off questions for you. Mm-hmm. This one I'm going to give a, a mention to uh, my, my buddy Nick. When he started, we had this conversation the other day about fasting. Mm. And I want to get your opinion on, on fasting. Do you find fasting to be... Uh, and there's probably different versions of fasting, but... Uh, do you find that to be a healthy choice or more of a short-term goal? Like, is that something that you kind of coach into your into your program or what's your thoughts? Okay. Are you speaking about like what kind of fasting? Well, that, that part I don't really know because I think there's different types of fasting yeah. where people will like they have like a like a cleansing type fast where you're like, hey, drink these juices for three days, whatever, and mm-hmm. flush your bad shit out of your body. Right. Um, but it, fasting could be more of a, hey, I only eat between – like you know, eight a.m. and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Like there's certain times you can't eat after a certain time of day. Okay. You know, like so that means no late night snacking, or you can't eat before whatever. Right. I guess it's kind of open ended on that regard, but yeah, there are a lot of different. Um, there's, for instance, um, so there's obviously you know like straight water only fasts. There are liquid only fasts where you maybe have smoothies or juices, like a a lot of times they're known as cleanses. There is intermittent fasting where that can look different too, where maybe it might be a um, a 16 hour window or a 12 or a 10 hour window that you're eating and the other 
hours you're not eating. And then there's also like a different, I don't remember the technical name for this, but there's fasting where you can do, let's say, well, like OMAD, which is one meal a day. Sometimes people do that where they'll just like only have one big meal in the middle of the day and then they're done. Um, And that might be only on certain days of the week or it might be for maybe three days in a row and <clears throat> so there's a lot of different ways you can do it you can also some people stagger days so they'll say maybe I'm gonna have my normal meals on Monday and then Tuesday and Thursday I'm gonna only have a nomad or I'm gonna fast completely and so depending on the goal and the person I would say it's a, it really depends it really depends on the person I know maybe their activity level their activity level yeah. um, I think for women it's tricky because of our hormonal cycles like I feel it can be dangerous. If, especially for those of us who have a diet background and have that lean towards a little maybe more disordered eating or body dysmorphia, I would discourage fasting. I don't think it's a good um, approach to health. The idea and concept of, you know, your body needing to detox with these juices isn't necessarily true. Your body is going to do that on its own. I would say if you reduce the amount of processed foods that will give your body what it Mm. needs to boost its immunity and detox better and more efficiently. But you don't need to cut out food entirely for that process to happen. I do think there's a place for like having a lighter day, um, maybe even an OMAD. If you feel like your body is just, you know, heavy and you maybe you haven't been eating very well and you just feel like maybe you're inflamed and puffy or maybe you feel like you're just, you know, your body in general is just not, ha- doesn't have an appetite. Listen to that. You know, I think there's, there's times where we just need less food and then there's times where our bodies are going to be like, you need to eat right now more and you might have yeah. days like one day a month at least I'm like ravenous all day and it's like I just eat I'm like okay my body's yeah, like yeah. <laughs> genuinely hungry I'm going to eat I'm going to eat yep. so I think there's a place for everything for me personally I've I do like to stay within I do kind of an intermittent fasting from about 10 to 6 p.m. And the reason I do that is because I like to work out fasted and I work out in the mornings. I don't like having food in my body. It doesn't feel good. And I don't also get hungry until later. So I try not to, I just don't do that. Um, eating for hunger to come is is a concept that I, I feel like I used to do. Like, oh, you're like worry, like I'm going to get hungry. So I got to eat now. But I really would yeah. encourage people to honor their hunger. So if you're not hungry yet, don't eat. Have something on hand that's healthy that you can eat when you get hungry. But you don't need to eat for hunger to come. It's going to come when it comes. And it's not an emergency. And then I like to close out my day around 6 because I sleep better. I honestly, if I eat at past 6, 6.30, especially if I drink alcohol or have dark chocolate or caffeine, I toss and turn all night. That's just me. It's how my body processes it. And it's taken me years to figure that out. So I don't by any means do it for like weight loss or any other reason. I just like to sleep. Better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, sleep's a good a good piece does, of all this. It, right? I mean, it gives your body some time to like. Okay, you still have yeah. a couple hours before bed. Um, it's like working out. You don't want to work out right before bed. You've got your system revved up. You want to work out two or more hours before bed if possible, because your body needs to come down, and letting your body come down from digestion and from working out will help you sleep deeper and have a better recovery. How do you feel about supplements? Right. So for me. Uh, and I can only speak for me, of course, but I'm not a big vegetable eater, you know, and I know that I need need to be or should be or whatever. So I started taking uh, Athletic Greens or AG1. So I'm a couple months into that right now. And um, I don't know, like I 
psychologically, I'm like, oh, I feel great. This is good. You know what I mean? But I don't know realistically what it does. I mean, I think maybe the, the first week I was taking it, TMI here, but there was definitely a day where I was like, well, my body got cleaned out. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then, but that was a mixture of me not eating those processed foods. Like there was right. a lot of go, there was a lot going on in the same first week. Yeah. So back in July, I did this dirty 30 challenge that I was, that I'm doing now. And it was like, I was drinking essentially nothing but water and no processed foods. There wasn't any soda, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And I was taking AG one, I was working out. So, but it felt really good, okay. you know? So I just wanted to get your thoughts on like, you know, not necessarily something you maybe recommend. I mean, I think nothing's better than eating like actual broccoli or whatever, rather than having supplements, but just what's your take on that? I think it's really, again, a case by case scenario. Um, not to dodge a question or anything, but I'm like very yeah. much a custom, <laughs> custom approach to this thing. So I know for my kids, like I do supplement, um, just because like I said, I have picky eaters. I have people who have braces who can't chew things oh, yeah. and all sorts of things like that. So I think there's definitely a place for supplements and sourcing the best kind and the best quality is important. So do your research, I would say. I think that you can definitely benefit from a supplement that if you struggle, let's say, to process certain things, like you can get a lot of those same nutrients through a supplement that doesn't give you those those gastrointestinal issues. So it's like, in that case, go for it, you know? In our culture and our just the way that we eat as Americans, I'll speak to Americans, it's very easy to be like heavy on the processed food side. Even the food that is not processed, like, you know, there's that whole argument now of like, well, our soil is so depleted. So like, we're not even getting the nutrients that we would have been like way back when, and you have to like really be careful and source your stuff. So I would say... You can cover your bases with like a good multivitamin, multimineral supplement. Probiotics are also really a really good thing to have on hand, especially when you're feeling off digestively. You know, vitamin D if you're feeling sick, all those things like those all have their place. But I would say like food sources are definitely like priority. They always take priority in in my opinion. If it helps you to take a supplement and then you like simultaneously become more aware of what you're eating and eat better than great. <laughs> you know what I mean? But right. Yeah. I don't think there's anything Hit it from wrong. both ends. I think yeah. it's, it's prioritize the food, um, build whole food, whole foods into your diet as the number one and then supplement where necessary. But I wouldn't say lean on them as a crutch and eat like a bunch of processed foods. That's right. right that's right. probably not ideal. So, yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing says good protein, like actual, like, steak or chicken or it is tricky i would say for people who like lean heavy on the shakes and the and the bars if you can i would encourage you to get a a protein powder where you can actually make your own shake so you can control what you put in it and add a ton of greens or berries or fruits or whatever you like in there some nut butter just raw nuts flaxseed um matcha powder maca powder there's like so many good things you can add to that but then still get a lot of fiber um, rather than just buying like those pre-made little shakes that are just like the milk and the protein, because if you're going to do yeah. it, like, you know, you can enhance it. That's kind of my take. So do you have a lot of these like resources linked like to your website or on the Facebook group, like to say, Hey, here's some, here's some good energy foods or here's some good ideas for shakes. Like are these mm-hmm. all things that you're constantly speaking about um, on your social media handles and things like that? I do. Yeah, actually I do. Great. Yeah. My, my Instagram has some stuff and my Facebook group has like a media and files tab at the top where you can click and see some of like my infographs that 
kind of help you make oh, better perfect. choices. And yeah, there's a really helpful one on there. Perfect. And I think that's awesome. So I think that's what we'll, I'm going to make sure I have all that stuff in the, in the show description, because I think that I should say the hardest part, but one thing that people should have is, I mean, you need a resource. Yeah. Like you want to, you don't, you want to eliminate the excuses of like, well, I don't know what I should eat. Yeah. So then I'll just eat whatever I want. Yeah. Like what does this actually look like? So I'll encourage anyone listening that, you know, take a look and reach out to her if you have questions or, or, you know, whatever level that you're at, you know, like, like you said, like everybody's, everybody's at a different stage Mm -hmm. and they have different requirements and different, different things. But any last thoughts or whatever, anything we didn't cover that you want to want to say hi to anybody or just, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, Hey mom, look at me. Hey mom. No, I, um, I think, you know, it's really important to not put off your own health just because you're, you're not sure what change could look like for you. I think a lot of times we shy away from making the changes because we're, we're afraid that we might actually be good at this and succeed. I know that sounds weird. A lot of times we think, oh, we're afraid of failure. But actually, we might be more afraid of what's on the other side, like the success. And I just yeah. want to encourage anyone listening that, you know, that might feel stuck, that you most definitely can come onto the other side of this and feel amazing and feel like in control again and in the driver's seat. I work one-on-one with people coming from anywhere and I literally build a custom plan for each person's lifestyle and we just break it down into daily action steps. So it's like one little thing at a time. And again, it's that like long-term trajectory of change. So nothing feels overwhelming or not doable. It's, I make sure each client feels like, you know, nine out of 10, 10 out of 10 confidence. That yes, I can execute this this week, tomorrow, and we keep it slow and steady. So you get that instant win. So, you know, this isn't something that it's like, I'm going to tell you what to do. It's like, we are going to collaborate to find out what you want, what works for your lifestyle and what you can do. That's just maybe slightly challenging, but actually doable. And then literally before you know it, like you're going to turn around and be you're going to be a different person because we address all the issues of your health. So I'm just excited to share this. I'm, I'm excited for anyone listening who feels like they're ready to take the next step in their health. And maybe this podcast gave them a little bit of encouragement in that direction because it, it's really, it's never too late for anyone. So said perfectly. And I, I, I feel the same way is, um, if you can get with one person and get motivate one person. So, you know, I mentioned back in July, I did this dirty 30 challenge, talked to a couple people about it. So in the middle of it now in October. And, you know, there's another handful of people that they're not doing the exact same thing as me, but they're working towards like their own goals. Like like, don't do what I'm doing. Like that's, I have this catered for what I want to do, but same idea. Like, you know, I got someone who wants to, you know, I just want to make sure I get this many steps in every day or this one is cutting gluten out of their diet or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. So awesome. Awesome. Well, Kat, it's been awesome having you on. Um, we're going to get all your information in here. If anyone has questions, uh, I'm going to send them directly to you and we'll go from there. So thanks again for joining the podcast today. I think this might be a quote from your book, but you know, I think it's time for everyone. They can, they can take their health to the next level. And I think that's, you know, that's basically the theme of what we're talking about here is don't be afraid to make that move and just kind of put yourself first. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much, Mark. All right, everybody uh, have a great day and stay casual.